Make money online. So I bought a travel rig recently, um, and we're recording it on this. Um, and I wanted to talk a little bit about what it is that I got and why. So I'm, I'm just going to go through the whole fucking list of everything. I'm just going to look pretty and ask questions. Look pretty and ask questions. Okay, so my microphone uh, is a uh, Shure Beta 87A. It's a super cardioid pickup. Um, and I bought two of them. They're about 250 new. You should probably buy your microphones new for uh, not only like, do you know you usually can't resell your microphones for like health reasons because you're speaking into them and like, (coughs) thank you, Kai. Thank you. Um, And uh, yeah, so there's that. So I bought two of those. Um, One of them is my usual home rig and I just go and pack it and and carry it with me. Um, So there's that. There's two uh, XLR cables. Uh, You don't really need fancy XLR cables. Just make sure that they're thick enough. I buy two three feet ones so that they can sit on a, you know, a table pretty easily. I bought a Manfrotto tripod. Um, that's just this tiny mini tripod that goes underneath the recorder. The recorder is a Zoom H6 handy recorder. It is. It has four XLR mic inputs. So if you want to add on like a third interview guest or like a you know even a table of of people or something like that, you can uh, attach two more microphones. Buy as many of these as you really want. Um, and uh, it comes with its own little flight case and its own like room microphones and stuff like that. So you can record like ambient crowd noise if you're podcasting in front of an entire group, something like that has passed through line out so that you can send it to a mixing desk and then um, and then they can send it to like a public address system, something like that. Um, I bought an Anker 10 foot long USB to micro USB cable and a tiny uh, micro USB to mini USB connector that I just have permanently connected on there to give power to the Zoom. I also have four AA batteries in case I need to punt back to uh, battery power for this thing. The dumb thing about the Zoom H6, they don't have like an internal rechargeable battery for it, and I would really prefer to just charge it and go. Um, but I would rather have like a wall outlet anyway. I have a two-port Anker USB uh, travel adapter that I just have sitting inside of a Klein Tools bag. I have uh, like a half dozen of these Klein Tools bags. They're just canvas zipper bags. And so I have one that's for when I'm speaking at a conference and it's got all of my video stuff and a presenter remote. And then I have one for all of my international travel that has my passport in it and a SIM card. And um, usually it's like a long haul flight. So I have a sleep mask in there, melatonin pills and stuff like that. Um, So that's how I travel. So when I travel with this, I have the Klein Tools bag, a separate bag for the two microphones because they're precious, and uh, the flight kit box for the Zoom microphone. I just pick up all three of those and go. I can set this thing up in 10 minutes and be interviewing somebody. Um, And it's basically everything that I need. Um, One thing that's missing right now is microphone stands. I'm currently hand-holding this microphone. That is obviously suboptimal. I'm going to be buying a pair of microphone stands. I'm going to include that uh, in the equipment list. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, you take the zoom mic, you turn on phantom power for these things cause they need to be powered microphones. They're like actual fancy, like <laughs> you could have this in a 4,000 person arena type microphone, um, with a very narrow pickup. So you also need to make sure that you, uh, and anybody else that's recording with you are practicing their microphone technique. You have to speak directly into this microphone. Here is how I sound speaking directly to the side of this microphone. It is probably severely diminished, right? 
The plus side of this is so that my dog can be snarfing his own butthole right behind me on this microphone, and you would never know. Um, other noises, like a hotel AC system or people walking down the hallway with the ice bucket or whatever have you, like they get diminished significantly with narrow pickup microphones. So it ends up being you, you have to come to it with a certain knowledge of how microphone technique works, but the trade-off is that you get much higher quality sound that requires a lot less editing. Um, I have a 60 64 gig SD card in here. I think I just got the wire cutter SD pick. I have a uh, lightning to SD card reader that will come in much more handy when I have iOS 11 and files and I'll be able to dump it onto Dropbox into a shared folder where I can give it to my editors. And then I have um, an Anker SD card reader and a USB-C dongle because I have a new MacBook and so everything has a dongle on it. Uh, and I think that's it for equipment. I, um, you know, I'm hoping to use this. The reason that I'm talking about this is, and I think this is where Kai can come in. Um, I can take this with me when I need to record with Kai and we're both traveling. So we could have easily done make money online episodes when we were in Hong Kong together. We didn't, um, I could easily take this to conferences with me and interview the other speakers and interview the conference organizers in a you know, relatively quiet space. Uh, and I have automatically this really professional setup. Uh, I can take it to... Um, I mean, I can even do podcasting literally from the fucking beach if I wanted. Or I can take it like and do it in a library or in a quieter area or shared office or something like that if I have a good idea. And I mean, I can throw all of this in my backpack and it's maybe a pack weight of like seven or eight pounds. So it's, Entirely. Not, it's not that much more than, than what you would be doing. One of the, one of the audience building and one of the uh, client attraction systems that I often talk about or my students or clients use is launching a podcast to interview either leaders in their industry, build up content, or interview leaders in their industry who are potential clients to establish that relationship because reaching out to somebody and saying, hey, can I interview you often gets you past the gatekeepers. And right. I've often advocated that if you live in a larger city, you gain more value from it being a face-to-face -face meeting than a Skype call. And so by having a system like this, there definitely is upfront cost, but you're able to recoup some of it in creating content like, oh, you went to MicroConf or you went to a small e-commerce conference or you went to a meetup great, interview the speaker or one of the speakers and create content there. Yeah. But on top of it, okay, if you could identify 10, 20, 30 potential businesses in your city, or like I live in Eugene, even up in Portland, to drive away, set up lunch meetings with them and say, hey, you know what? I'd love to interview you for my show or for my audience or for this project. More than likely, people will say yes. Now you're having a conversation with them about their business. You're building up trust with them. And then it's easier to say, well, we talked about this problem on the show, but now that we're off the air, how could I help with that? And segue not into a sales conversation, but into a deeper conversation about the problem they're experiencing or the outcome they're searching for. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And I want to be abundantly clear here. This is a like level up tactic. Like the thing that I'm talking about, this is not something that you should be doing if you're just starting out. I would say it's like a 200 level tactic. And for me, like this whole rig came in under a thousand dollars, but not by much. Right. And this is very much three years into you actively podcasting, both on oh, yeah. online guesting. This is very much a 200. 300 level level up. I spent months wrangling about like what I should be buying, whether I should be really going for the luxury solution. You can downgrade these by getting a Rode podcaster mic and a Zoom H4 and probably shave $500 off of what I bought. 
Um, How much loss in quality would you have? I mean, does that drop you down to two mic ports instead of four? You get a lot of room noise. Okay. You get a lot of room noise. And it drops you down to two mic ports. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's a third that you can add on to the top of the microphone, mm-hmm. uh, to the top of the recorder, that adds two more microphone ports, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I totally forget whether or not that's the case. Uh, the Zoom H5 and the Zoom H4 both have two XLR mic ports, so you wouldn't be able to do like a group conversation. Right. And I bought this entirely as a what if I need to do that. And so if I have like a, you know, a pair of founders or something like that, all of a sudden I need three microphones. Great. Now I'm priming another microphone, which is expensive. These are expensive mics, but they're extremely good at what it is they do. I think the value, I mean, just from like, let's pick on MicroConf because it's a conference we both go to, or right. not you, it's a conference I've gone to, it's a conference that's prevalent <laughs> in the industry for bootstrappers and software founders. You might want to speak with the speakers, but speakers are busy. Speakers are doing a lot of things. Well, you talk yeah. with the other attendees because they're they're probably good enough to be speakers. Well, I was going to go in a different direction of, well, if you're only able to get three of the speakers in one room for 20 minutes and it happens to be the same 20 minutes, okay, oh, great, yeah. with a setup like this, do a roundtable panel. Hey, we're having a conversation with these three speakers da, 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 about this topic, and so it's easier to generate an episode that way. But I completely agree. Another tactic is when you have equipment like this, interview people in the audience, interview people who applied for a talk or are thinking about applying for a talk or have spoken elsewhere but aren't speaking at this conference. They will have wonderful insights to share and provide excellent content, and it'll be unique content because where else are they presenting it? Just to you. Yeah, yeah. The super cheap solo route, you pass a mic and you get a lightning preamp for your phone and you run it into voice memos. You get the best audio. It's so good. I'm serious. Yeah, I, I completely agree, and I think that's a great, great strategy. Uh, I when we when we go a little meta on podcasting, I agree with uh, my friend Aaron Mankey uh, about the sort of breakdown between what's the important uh, importance of audio quality versus technology versus content, and a lot of people focus very, very much on tools. And it's ironic to be saying this since this is very much a tools-focused episode and a how to have great quality content episode or audio quality, but. I think even if you're just doing like pass the mic back and forth or, hey, we brought the Blue Yeti and there's going to be a bunch of room noise. Don't use a Blue Yeti. Don't use a Blue Yeti, but there's going to be a lot of great content there. And even if the audio quality is C or C plus, but the content is interesting and engaging, people will forgive the audio quality. I don't don't fully agree with that, to be honest. But you're an audiophile. I'm no, I'm not. You're not? I'm not. I have crap. This audio system behind me is 13 years old. Fair. I mm-hmm. own a thousand records and put them on terrible equipment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I run everything. This whole rig is maybe a grand tops. Mm-hmm. It looks impressive because mm-hmm. there's a lot of it. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't. I, but I do. I think that when you are, it is very different when you are recording. Mm-hmm. It is a garbage in, garbage out thing because mm-hmm. I put excellent recordings on this stereo system mm-hmm. and they manage to sound great across a variety of stereo systems. Mm-hmm. You know you are listening to a great recording when you have an iPhone speaker and it's tinny horror and it still sounds good. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that if you, um, the goal is to get the best bang for your buck and yes. you do that by getting good microphone and a good preamp mm-hmm. and then you let correct deal with the rest of it <laughs> right like yeah so i i actually don't know if i fully agree with that and i think people notice crappy audio quality mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. a good podcast lives or dies on qu- good audio quality it is what held me back from podcasting for years because we got an editor to actually account for my stupidity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so i don't know man i don't know if i fully agree with that now That's i fair. think that after you get past a certain point nobody cares right 
But I don't think C plus is it, man. Meh. I don't think a I don't think a blue yeti is it. I don't even think a road podcaster if you have room noise is it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so the reason I have these fancy ass microphones is so I can operate. I mean, there's an air conditioner going in the background right now. Mm-hmm. And if you have any of your headphones that are noise canceling or really, really good studio monitors or something like that, you probably noticed that it kicked in. Mm-hmm. But for the 95% of the rest of you, you don't have to care about that. Right. 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 So I think that matters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, but for listeners in the audience, in terms of like next steps, if you're interested in podcasting, there's a huge, huge range of different tools and different tactics and techniques. Uh, Definitely start, I think, lower on the budget side and then iterate over time. Nick and I have both upgraded our rigs multiple times over the years. That's right. As we've gotten better and as we sort of said, oh, let's try for the next level. Oh, we're seeing returns here. You could definitely start out with something that's affordable and cost you under two C-notes, under a C-note even maybe. I think uh, I think $200 is a good starting. This was about $1,000. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of like ancillary things that you're going to be buying, like like. Even just the cables and AC adapters for this were like $150. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you have to buy cables. Like, they, the thing has to connect to the other thing. Like, right. that's that's not an option. Um, now, you can maybe get, like, cheap cables from, like, Free Geek or a thrift store or something like that. Would you trust that? I don't mm-hmm. know. I would. I prefer buying, like, you know... Uh, first party cables and and first party AC adapters, so I know everything is likely to work. Because if you get a like, su- if you get say Seth Godin, very frequent listener to our podcast, mm-hmm. um, if Hi, Seth, Seth. Go- hello Seth, it's been a while. We should get some, I don't know, whatever you eat uh, together sometime. Things. Um, if Seth Godin s- wants to sit down with you, you don't want to fuck up that interview, right? right? So like. Have reliable equipment. Have things that work. Mm-hmm. Um, know how to operate your Zoom recorder. You realize we um, recorded four podcast episodes before this one on a preamp that probably wasn't all that germane for it because I didn't know how to turn on phantom power on my Zoom recorder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I fixed it. <laughs> Good news. <laughs> right? But, like, that's a thing you've got to account for. And, and you have to be uh, cognizant of that. So I have, I have a follow-up question to your gear list. Your Klein tool bag, is it the 10-inch long by 8-inch high by 3.5-inch wide? It's part 5139. If you just Google Klein tools 5139, um... You'll get it. I think it's the 10-inch canvas bag. I mean, it looks like this. Do you have a photo in front of you? Uh, yeah, but it didn't look the same time. But now I found the 5139. Okay, okay. great. You solved it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, we're going to write up all this equipment stuff in the show notes. This is going to be kind of a, a short, quick hit episode. It's a stupid tools episode. Um, but it should give you, you know, a sense of what, what I bought and why I bought it. And... Um, I think I'm, I'm excited to be using this rig for at least the next five to 10 years. I yeah. have no interest in upgrading any of it. The only kind of upgrading that might occur is I buy more microphones of the same varietal of microphone. Well, this, uh, you actually just said something that uh, brought a funny quote to mind. Are, are you a fan of the Discworld series? Um, I actually have never read the Discworld series, and I know that as yeah. you're probably, yeah. probably anyway. Horrified. So there's the Samuel Vimes theory of socioeconomics or of economics, and it relates to boots. And if you are on the poorer side of things, you buy a pair of boots. It works for a year, and then you need to buy a new pair of boots because they're worn themselves out. 
you're on the richer side, well, you buy a pair of boots and it lasts you for 20 years. Right. And the equipment might cost, the boots might cost twice as much, but they last dramatically longer. Right. I think you also see that as you start upgrading tools. The tools you start with, again, as I said, start with the cheaper end of things so you could experiment and see what works. But then as you upgrade, we'll upgrade with intentionality. Nick invested a lot in building this rig, but is planning to get 10 years out of it. That's $100 a year. I mean, That's $8 can, a month. For you this. can say that for the house we're sitting in and the table we're sitting at and the chairs mm. we're sitting on. I just right? like that's my ethics right there. Buy the best thing and let it last longer than you. I just spent more than an IMAX worth of money on a bed frame. And I spent the last nine months debating which bed frame to buy. And I finally ordered it and I realized, well, this is like a 15-year purchase. This oh, is yeah, a man. handcrafted wood bed frame that I'm very excited to get. And even though it was a dumb amount of money, and I'm like, how the fuck did I spend that much money on this thing? Well, it's something I'm going to sleep on basically every single no night why. of my life. It's something I'm very excited to own. I love the design of it. It's like the platonic ideal of a bed frame. And it's a 15-plus year purchase. So, yeah. yes, it's an upfront cost, but it's also thinking about it in terms of, well, how much am I really spending each year or each month for this? Ten bucks to sleep in? Ten bucks a oh. Oh, yeah. to sleep in my dead when I dream the same frame. for your podcasting rig the same for I mean Aaron actually asked me uh, what to do with my watch after I die mm-hmm. yeah your partner should be Dips. concernedly asking about most objects in the house what do we do with your pen after you die Dips. what do we do with your podcasting rig after you die also dips 